This is the Squared Goal Podcast with Mark Morris and Jared Maruyama. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Squared Co. Podcast. I am your host, Mark Morris, and with me, Mr. Jared Mariyama. So, no crazy names this time. We're going to be no. completely transparent here. This <laughs> is officially our first... Um, Re-record? <laughs> yeah, it, it's not even like, a, I guess, technical difficulty. So, this is going to be episode 60-something... Mm-hmm. And we, this, it's a good record. We were managed to go over a year, sixty some episodes before having any audio issues. Right, and we just had our first. So hopefully, it's our last. I Let's doubt see it. If we can make I'm, it through the whole episode here, I'm I'm surprised uh, we've made it this far without having this happen before. But good thing there's not a guest on. That's embarrassing. I know. I was just gonna say it's probably better that it happened with just you and i this episode uh Um, everything okay over there you sound a little different (laughs) (laughs) uh why yes jared if you're listening to this and i sound different jared can tell because he's actually looking at me but Mm. i'm actually recording this off-site i'm at my work office and uh I, i just told half of this story in our unrecorded record (laughs) um so hopefully the second time around is a little bit better um but yeah last night oh man this just thinking about it makes me grossed out very sensitive i had no idea you were so sensitive please go on i was working last night at home on my desk and a bug crawls by don't think it's that big of a deal you know just get it Tissue, smash it, throw it away, <laughs> end of the deal. Then a few minutes later, another one goes by and another and another and another. And they just keep coming, like flying around. And I see a couple on my desk. And now it's getting to the point where it's, you know, this isn't just a random bug. There's mm-hmm. there's an issue. So I'm starting to get a little frantic here. I get up, start clearing off my desk throwing stuff away, trying to find the source of where, what these things are, where the heck they're coming from. Finally, I'm able to kind of track down where I think the majority of them are. And it's under this like old box. I ordered some poly bags from Amazon and they shipped in this box. And I don't know if, you know, one was shipped or a couple of them were shipped in this box. And now they're in my office but disgusting yeah uh, as soon as i found the this like swarm of them i got a bag just scooped up the whole thing ran out to the uh the dumpster to get rid of them <laughs> which brings me back to a story that we we went over last year or last summer um another irrational fear that i have if you guys have been listening that long you know that I had an incident with a raccoon in our dumpster last summer. So I'm not even kidding you when I say I, I'm afraid of these raccoons. I haven't gone to dump, take out the trash at our house since last summer. It's been over a year, and it's because I don't want to run into another raccoon. 
Mm. So I was so grossed out by these bugs that I ended up having to overcome my other fear, (laughs) which is trash pandas and (laughs) dump out the trash. So the rest of I'm not even exaggerating here. It was a good three hours of my last night that I was just frantically getting papers, boxes, packing supplies, like all this stuff that was laying around, dumping it. Um, I I think the bugs were termites, which is why I'm trying to get rid of all these paper materials. Right, right. But what uh, what were you doing to the bugs themselves? Were you vacuuming them up or were you just Uh, smashing them? I smashed as many as I could. The ones that were around the wall and like the perimeter of the the ground and stuff, I would I did raid. Oh, and then I got a vacuum cleaner and we're vacuuming whatever the other ones were. So there weren't. There weren't hundreds of these things, but there were definitely dozens, which it was enough to be alarming. Yeah. And now I've got to figure out, was this just a gross Isolated. box? Right, right. Or were they already in the house and attracted to the gross box? Mm. Chicken yep. or the egg, Jared? Well, termites, you do want to, that could be a bigger problem. But uh, Ugh, it was yeah. so gross. So the rest, so now... Well, going back to the beginning of this, I am recording this at work because termites are nocturnal. I've learned this in my termite research. Oh, geez. And I'm afraid to go back home to do this record. <laughs> so ridiculous. This, this would be a much different episode if I were at home. And Constantly screaming. Yes. yes, exactly. Yes. That would, would be that. That'd be great. Oh, I mean, I couldn't sleep last night. I would mm. get up every couple hours and just have to itch my entire body thinking that I might have PTSD. Mm-hmm. Like every the rest of so this morning and the rest of last night, if I saw like we have hardwood floors. So if there was a shadow or like a, a crack or a crevice that I didn't notice before, like I would jump and think that there was another bug there. If I saw a shadow move on the wall, if I oh, felt geez. a breeze across my arm, I would slap it. And, oh, my gosh. It was ridiculous. Ridiculous. Very jumpy right and now. And slightly offensive to people who actually suffer from PTSD. I but know. anyway. I, was, I was thought of that as I said. It. <laughs> <laughs> not good. Uh, let's, let's switch gears here. Absolutely. Ask me something that's not bug related. Please, so speaking Jerry. of uh, stinky, dirty times, uh, how was Comic-Con? Like... So you went, it's been almost two weeks now, and uh, we haven't even talked about it because we've been saving it for the show. So I do want to jump right in because I think we're going to spend most of the time on that. Uh, how was it in general? Um, it was a lot of fun. So last year I went for just a day. It was yeah. like an in and out. I had all the booths that I wanted to buy something from already kind of planned out. So it was really hit and, like hit and run. I got there last year. I think I only spent maybe four or five hours at the convention. Mm-hmm. Um, and after that, I thought, like, oh, that's all you need from Comic-Con. This year, I went for the whole entire duration. So we were there from preview night all the way through Sunday, um, which I think is five days, Wednesday to Sunday. Mm-hmm. I didn't go um, preview night or oh, we kind of went Sunday. I'll get into that a little bit later. Um, but I was actually, yeah, I, I missed preview night, but 
comparing it to last year, it was a lot more fun. Because if you're going for just a day, there's a lot of pressure to make mm-hmm. sure you hit all of the things that you want to hit. There's no pressure when you have multiple days. So the first day I tried to go around and hit like the busy booths and get the things that, you know, uh, I thought might sell out or whatever. Um, and then another day we were able to check out some panels because we didn't have to worry about running around the floor we could find specific panels that we wanted to check out and make sure we were in line for a ridiculous amount of time to get a spot mm-hmm. in one of these panels. Um, so yeah, just the whole dynamic was way different than last year. Um, but I had a ton of fun, ton of fun. So when you go, do you have like, uh, did you, did you research did you have a plan of attack? Like I need to get this on this day because it releases, but then this is a line. So we have to get over here by, a I tried time. to, I yeah. tried and it failed miserably. Mm-hmm. So we're going to do a quick detour and you're going to go through that box that's behind you right now. Oh, we're jumping so, to the box already. So Jared, you're going to be extremely disappointed in what I'm about to say, but I did not buy anything for myself at mm, Comic-Con. Very disappointed to hear that. Oh, okay. Slight lie. I got a t-shirt was the one thing that I got for me <laughs> this what, year. What was the t-shirt? It wasn't even like a special or limited release thing. It was just a t-shirt. Um, so there's a comic book series that I really like called the Umbrella Academy. Yeah. And yeah. they happen to have... Like I've never... St- they don't have much merch that exists for this, this right. comic series. Um, and they, But they had a t-shirt at the Dark Horse booth so or their shop. So I picked up a t-shirt. That is, uh, that uh, is the most but, sad Comic-Con story I've ever heard. <laughs> I know. But I actually, there was a few. So one of the exclusives that I wanted to get um, was like a 12-inch, so an oversized... Um, replica of the return of the jedi boba fett that they released in like 83 Hmm. so they re it's a supposedly you know an exact replica but oversized of the action figure right it's a 12 inch version of the kenner boba fett from Return of the Jedi. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I've seen this. It's it's pretty awesome. It's expensive though. It's pretty expensive. It wasn't that bad. I think it was like eighty bucks. Oh, maybe I'm thinking of something different. Oh, okay. you're thinking of like the life size one. Maybe that's what I'm thinking. That of. that one's like three thousand mm, dollars, or okay. maybe even more. Um, yeah. So there's, but it's the same one. It's just a twelve inch version, and that. I wasn't sure, you know, how popular that item would be or how limited it is because you can't really gauge. Like, yeah, when I went last year, the exclusives that I wanted, like, there was no shortage of them. Mm. This year, I the first day, the first day that I was walking the floor, I kind of casually went around to this booth that had the the twelve inch Boba Fett mm-hmm. and asked one of the guys if they had any left. He's like, "Oh, we sold out of those right away," but we have like a daily allotment uh-huh. for them. So he's a check back tomorrow. So the next day I went first thing sold out already the next day. I went, so every single day I tried to go there. Um, and the only reason I went back Sunday was my last chance to try and get this thing again. Mm-hmm. And we actually waited in multiple entrances 
so we could see like which one lets in the soonest, who can get there the fastest, and still couldn't get it. Oh, the closest I got, like I ran, I was one of those nerds that runs when the doors open. Oh, that's to embarrassing. Get my excuses. So were, were you there um, every day, like first thing in the morning in that morning rush no, like that? Um, just two of the days. So I think Thursday and Saturday or maybe or Sunday. Sorry. So like the first and last day, the re- other days I was more casual. Yeah. Um, that was the thing. One of the things that I was kind of after. Uh-huh. Um, and then. So, oh, so when you're going to buy, but let me ask you this. When you're going to buy something, though, are you like, do you have sort of a budget going into the whole event? Like, OK, this is the thing I'm going to buy if I can get it. Or well, do you sort of hem and haw once you're there and like, I want this, oh, but definite I want that. Him and hemming and hawing. <laughs> There's yeah. um. so I, I had the list of the exclusives that I wanted yeah. um, to try and get or at least check out to see if it was worth it. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, of course, you run into a ton of other stuff that you just weren't aware of yep and at that point if there's something that really catches my eye if it's a decent price like it's not let's say under a hundred dollars is palatable anything over that i'll check to see if it's truly an exclusive or if i can <laughs> buy it later right if i can buy it later it's there's really no reason to spend a, a bunch of money to get yeah. this thing now right um, two of the items that fell under that category were there's a Voltron Lego set. Yep. Um, that it's, I think it's, if it's not released now, it releases sometime in August. I think it's out now. I um, think people are, either people are getting it early, but I've seen people well, you, getting it. I think it. you could have purchased it at Lego or at, uh, at Comic Con. Like you get early right. ability to purchase. Um, and then. Yeah, so I've been seeing a bunch of pictures floating around on social media, um, but that was one of the things. The other thing I posted in our stories, I think it's now in our highlights for the Squared Co. Instagram page, mm-hmm. was like, a, I don't know the name of this artist, but he does this series where it's a pop culture character sliced in half, where half of the body is like a skeleton, or you can yeah. see into the organs and the bones right. and stuff. Yeah, and yeah, the yeah. other half is the full fleshed character. So they had a new version in this series that was of Reptar. Um, oh, yeah, I saw that. I did see that. It was, I've seen a lot of these online and it's just, you know, I don't know if it was the characters I wasn't really impressive or a fan of, but this one looked, it looked really, really clean and like pretty high quality. It's not a posable figure or anything. It's just... um like a statue, mm-hmm. uh, but it was super, super clean and looked really, really good. Um, but I ended up checking online, and it was the same price online. Didn't seem like there was necessarily a shortage. So the Voltron and that Reptar, I'm probably going to end up getting sometime this month or soon-ish. Well, that's good. Good you checked, because there's nothing worse than that con regret. You know, when you get well, home the other thing too is when I'm checking these, the prices were actually slightly higher at Comic Con. Uh, <laughs> so it was like it wasn't a lot. It was like five to ten dollars more, and I was like, oh well, maybe they're trying to take into account shipping or something. I don't know, but a lot of the stuff online, the shipping was free, so you're actually saving by buying it right through their website or whatever, which was 
somewhat surprising. But let's get into what I actually did purchase. I finally sent Jared a box of goodies, and he's going to open them right now. Okay, so is there an intro to this? I'm, I'm, I have it here. I've reopened. I've opened the box already. I haven't looked in it yet, though. A lot of packing material. Hopefully not termites. Uh, but let's, <laughs> let's Actually, I did all of this through my mailbox. So okay. awesome. none of this was, except for the product, was ever in my house. Okay, so is there a setup or do you want me to just start pulling stuff just out of this it. box? Just do it. See okay. what happens. Once There's one thing that we're going to open together. So. Okay. Talk me through it as you're pulling these items out. Oh, there's so much packing. The big one, you can say what it is. Yeah, that one you can talk about. Oh, my gosh. Okay, so this is the Domes uh, Mickey Mouse Steamboat Willie collection. It's the whole collection. That is so so awesome. So it's these little... Do a better job describing this because I'm going to do a terrible job if I try. So it's the Domes. uh, I don't know if you've seen... The dome. We'll post they're a picture like, on yeah. social media somewhere. But they're like little plastic, I don't know, like a bell jar almost, uh, like really tiny with uh, little characters in it. And they did a Steamboat Willie line that I've been trying to collect. And this is the limited edition of 1200. It comes in a nice box of all so what, of the sets. What the I don't set. understand is what is the exclusive in what you're holding. Like, and there's a golden figure in there, right? There is a golden figure. Is that uh, the exclusive? I, you know, let me see. I don't know because it's, it might just be, oh, it includes one exclusive gold series, Golden Dome. So, that's so the, yeah. So the golden guy, there's only 1,200 of him. But that's uh, the cool The thing. main thing, too, is that it's difficult to collect all of these, you know, because they're all blind bags when you buy them in the store. I haven't seen this set. Oh, it says it's a Comic-Con exclusive. So I'm assuming either the set like this is the exclusive. That's awesome. Thank you very much. So here's a pro tip about comic conning and what you're holding. So this was surprisingly, this is one of the things that I thought I could just walk up and get. Yeah. Um, (laughs) The booth that was selling this, um, I guess they were really popular. And this item, they, again, they had like an allotment per day and, Every day that I went there, it was sold out. But, and this is the pro tip, be nice to every person that is working <laughs> a booth. That's Don't right. be short and like, you know, aggressive and saying, oh, I need this and then be upset when they don't have it. Right. This happened twice to me. I... I mean, I don't know if I'd go so far as to say it was schmoozing, but like I was definitely friendly with this booth attendant who was kind of managing the lines Uh and he asked what I was in line for. And I told him, I was like, Oh, you know, I'm going for this, the Mickey mouse domes exclusive. And he was a younger kid, probably in his early twenties was like, Oh, I'm sorry. We sold out already. And you saw a bunch of the line disappear. And then, you know, a normal person may have just walked away and been disappointed um, but I went up to him like, oh, thank you so much for letting me know. Uh, it, it's kind of disappointing when you wait in line, you can't get what yeah. you want after being in line for an hour. Or so he's like, right. oh, it's okay. And then after <laughs> like the crowd disappeared and no one else could hear what he was going to say next, he goes, we actually have another booth that has all of this stuff that no one knows about at like row 700. So we're in like, it's the uh, we were in like 50 
something row 50 and he's basically told me go to this other booth that is also ours and you can pick it up i'm like oh shit like because <laughs> i guess they're advertising and like in the booklets their booth in the one that i was at yeah yeah but they had like i don't understand that some satellite booth that had the same products he's like just go over there you can get it it's like cool so that's that happened yeah no i think that's a good rule of rule of thumb in general just don't be you don't want to count on it obviously right but if you that's that is exactly why you do it because he didn't have to do that he probably wasn't really supposed to do that Um, no i definitely don't think so because otherwise he would have shouted it to everybody um yeah but yeah I, i didn't expect it and i wasn't planning on something like that happening so it was a nice so, surprise yeah. learning experience continuing oh, through the box yes very excited about this okay this is the one that we're going to open together and okay. this is actually the other thing that uh by being nice to someone that i was granted the opportunity to purchase this so again i'm terrible at describing things so go ahead uh, and so describe this, this is product. Sanrio and Kid Robot, uh, they did these uh, little um, blind keychains, box. blind box plush keychains of their characters as like hamburgers, sandwiches. Yeah, some sort of a <laughs> burger. Yeah. So, so it's, essentially. It's really see, cute, one, though. Two, it comes in this three, little. Four, five. Looks like a fast food box, which it's like, yeah, it's like a fast food, like a Whopper burger box. I love which is what I was drawn to because, yeah, yeah, I love packaging. This is so cool. So this was Um, one of the things actually that I knew was going to be there. I didn't know how exclusive or if it was just early access. Um, And they were a little vague about it on the site. Like they were just saying like, oh, you can see the new line that's coming. I'll, I'll tell you between the lines here. Okay. With that vagary, I think they're trying to build up anticipation and like hype at their for this release at the convention. Yes. Um. So they weren't saying whether or not it was an exclusive or not. It is not an exclusive. So you okay. can actually, similar to the Lego Voltron, it, it's just something that you had the opportunity to buy at Comic Con ahead of the masses. Right. So right. This Kid Robot uh, Sanrio uh, blind burger box will be available. <laughs> I think either August or September. So um, we'll post pictures of this, but I have one for myself that I'm probably not going to keep. So Jared will probably get this in the next (laughs) package. Uh, I just like to participate in these blind box openings (laughs) and the packaging on this is so cool. The packaging is great. I love. So I'll probably keep the packaging unless I have another termite frenzy and get rid of another wave of things you know it's so funny because i almost feel guilty about how much i love uh merchandise like this <laughs> oh, I like love it too the commercialism and just the oh, i just love it it looks great too this is really cute okay uh oh i'm opening it and it's got a bag so you can open your box it's in a bag all right i'm trying to like delicately yeah take the, sticker the stickers off. so i don't rip the paper they was this at the Kid Robot booth or the Sanrio booth or or what was it? What was I don't the situation? think Sanrio had a booth, it, so this was at the Kid Robot booth. But um, they again they have booth attendants. Like there's this was manned by several people. This booth, the uh, Kid Robot booth, mm-hmm. um, and I was just admiring some of their product. Like they have a, another Reptar um, and a lot of Nickelodeon yeah. 
merchandise like uh, vinyl toys. Mm-hmm. Um, so I was asking questions about that. They have some Simpson stuff. They had a lot of cool blind box um, vinyl toys. So I was talking and kind of just, I don't know, learning more about the brand. And through this, people started, or like as I'm doing this, people are starting to line up. I'm like, oh, what are they lining up for? And they told me that there's a line to buy the Sanrio exclusives. I'm like, oh, cool. Can I? I was at the front of the line at this point. I was like, can I just get one? And they're like, oh, sorry, you have to have a ticket. And I don't know. People were bugging them for tickets, but I didn't know what it was for. And then again, when nobody was around, he's they just slipped me a ticket. Like, here, go, you can go wait in line now. I was like, oh, cool. But it's oh funny because they were. Um, <laughs> I'm tired of this conversation. As I'm having it, he's turning down people for these tickets. And then it just hands them to me without me even asking. Were you shirtless at Comic-Con? Is that what happened here? What's going on? <laughs> That's very nice. I don't know. All right. I don't know if that would get me special treatment. Okay. Here. I got, yeah, Jim guy. I got uh, the dog. I can't even, I can't even read this because it's so small. I forget what his name the is. Dog? The little, the little oh, yellow dog. Pom pom per. Man, it's a yes. long ass name. That's right. Oh, it's very <laughs> cute. So it really is just a little plush keychain, and they all look like sandwiches. All right, I'm going. Very cute. Uh, what the hell? Are you serious? I got the same one too. Ah, <laughs> uh, very oh, good. Oh, you know what that means? Matchy, matchy prize box. Yes. So prize I actually box. wanted to talk about that. Um, you know, as you go to these awesome. conventions, you get a ton of free stuff. Um, I actually, so we did a little unboxing on our Instagram stories that yes. I got a, actually I'll talk about this in a little bit, but, um, the thing that I got was a duplicate and I was planning to put it into the toy nope. box, but Jared Absolutely not. ruined that for you guys and is stealing the, uh, DuckTales gift that I got. Of course I get first dibs. Like, so oh. I was talking, all right, I'll, I'll talk about this DuckTales thing a little bit. So okay. the the panel that I went to was the DuckTales panel and it it was um what do you call it? It, it was the new the new iteration of the DuckTales. Just the top right. comes off. Jared's having a really difficult time on Oh, this. oh, I see. It's at the middle. Okay, so this is the Donald that you open on it. It's really they're good figures though. Like this style translates really well. Oh yeah. They look great. Dimensional. The um the Oh, what I loved about these blind packs or boxes, whatever you want to call them, the packaging mm-hmm. is a stack of gold coins. Makes so you, sense. You pop open this stack of gold coins and your figures in there. But I didn't realize this. Look at the the stack of coins. There's a yeah. little slit in it. It's a piggy bank. Ah, that's so cute. it's it's not even like a throwaway. Plastic like thing. it's usable. Yeah, yeah. There's a purpose behind it. So That's that was really, really good. cool. We'll we'll have to post we'll post pictures of all of this stuff that we're opening up. Thank you. I haven't been able to find these yet uh, in stores. I know people are posting pictures of them, but I haven't. I know. I, I want mystery box. So. I'm gonna have to go get a couple of those too. Um, was it okay? So the panel. So the panel. Um, and this too. All right. I got oh, a duck. Yeah. So. The, we got two f- uh, 
It's a like a quacker or like a beak, a duck like bill. Like a duck bill, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, I since I got one when I went to visit the photo op. Oh, that's what this. Okay. The, they gave us another one, so I didn't know this about panels, but and maybe this isn't every single one, but when you sit in a panel, they give you like gifts. Mm-hmm. Like ex- I don't know if it's exclusives. I, I think so. What uh, the Ducktales panel? We got the duck bill, and we got that. Each person got a little blind box figure. Um, was it like Oprah style, like under your chair, or was it like as you left? They uh, gave you a- kind of. They had people towards the end go down every aisle and like hand enough, like you take one and pass it on type deal. Yeah. Um, so they had people going, like workers going up and down the aisles to hand them out. Uh, there was another, they also had a ticket system where you get a special ticket and then you have to go to the neighboring hotel where they had a room and you hand them the ticket and you get the corresponding yeah. prize Gift. or goodie. Right. Yeah. Right. I, I don't know how do you can tell like which panels are going to be really popular. I thought the DuckTales one was going to be popular. So we went like two to three hours early and I guess how it works, like every room, or at least for the one that we wanted to go to, every room is on like an hour and a half rotating schedule. So like it's one panel for like an hour and 15 minutes, then they clear it out mm-hmm. and then there's like a 15 minute break and then they bring in the next one for an hour and 15 and like this is the repeating pattern. For our room, they did not clear it out for every between every single right. um, panel discussion. So if you were in the first group and you didn't want to leave, you could. So in theory, they could fill up the first panel of the day and, and just never let anybody else in because nobody leaves. Camp out, right? Like exactly. just camp out for the... Yeah. So I wasn't really aware of that. Once I found that out, I thought, like, oh, shit, we got to get there early because people are going to be dicks and just camp out. So mm-hmm. I think it was like... I'm making this up, but yes, my little pony was one. And then it was like a Lego Batman villains video game panel. And then it was DuckTales. So the, when we went, the line for this room was like through the, the hallways and then outside and then looped around in a queue, like Disneyland style outside. So it was mm-hmm. long and, um, Luckily, like we didn't have anything to do for the all we wanted to do was check try to check out some panels. So I didn't really mind waiting. Um, but I guess a lot of people were in line for the two prior and once like so they opened up the room, like, oh it's full. What like X panel is no longer accepting people. Right. If you're here for this, sorry, but go away. In nicer words. So every time that that happened, a bunch of people left. And then I was actually able to get into the Lego video Batman villains video game panel, which I had zero interest in. <laughs> um, so <laughs> it's interesting to like see these panels and discussions, but I had no interest in the material at all. Um, but we were able to get a free <laughs> gift from that too. So I've got um, a Lego Batman villains 
poster that will also be going <laughs> in our toy box. Um, speaking of this toy box, so really quick, I know we normally end with it because, but because we're talking about all the stuff we're going to throw in there. Right. If you haven't already, please make sure to write a review on our iTunes. Um, once we hit 25, we will randomly select somebody from the list. I think we might actually open it up to two individuals because my bag, I don't know about on your end, but mine's getting pretty, pretty hefty. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, so we might be able to split it up into multiple winners. Um, but your chances are super good. Right now, we only have 13 written reviews or the last time I checked. <laughs> so yeah. we're, we're like just halfway there. I know there are people listening to this that haven't. Please write a review. Um, not only will you get a lot of these um, toys and duplicates that we're getting in these blind boxes, but I'll throw in a bunch of squared code gear. It definitely will be worth your while. And all you have to do is write a little review about the squared code podcast. All right. Yep. Absolutely. That's it for that. Um, uh, and I got, I, I want to mention this cause you dropped it into these are uh, pins from our good friend, Jason Young work more or less. And, uh, you ran into him right at the, yeah. At the so I actually, I had no idea how this was going to go. I didn't know how recognizable I would be um, or how many followers we had that were at Mm Comic-Con. So I had a backpack every day and I filled it with random Squared Co. merch and said, you know, basically, if you can find me, I will give you some free Squared Co. stuff. Um, A handful of people found me. So while I was in line, actually, for this DuckTales panel, Jason and his toy crew were walking through the hall just right by me. So I yelled at him. Uh, we talked for a little bit. I gave out a lot of um, pins and stickers and stuff to his friends and his toy crew. Um, and he gave me this pin pack that you're holding. Um, one Very for nice. me and one for you. So that is from Jason Young. Thank you, Jason. Very awesome. Very cool. Nice design on the pins and the packaging. Yeah, I Very think this is he did um, last year for May, or maybe it was even this year for May. He did uh, mm. like the monthly one of the monthly drawing challenges. Um, it was like the days of May, so every day of the year actually is a national some obscure day, mm-hmm. and he did an illustration series for the month of May that had to do with a national day. So I think those three pin icons you have are from that series from either this may or last last year's may yeah very awesome very nice of him to uh, to send one my way as well thank you for that um so uh, but it sounds like comic-con is just shopping and that's what it was for me when i went for the most part because the panels i just it's such a time suck to wait for those well, panels so i mean it is but that's why for me you know i had a shopping day a walk the floor day and then this I had a day dedicated to panels. So um, this is my suggestion on how you should Comic-Con. <laughs> I think if you're into shopping, you know, figure do as much research as you can ahead of time and figure yeah. out what booths are going to be there, what exclusives you are really interested in. Um, to be completely honest, Yes, this will take a lot of time if you really want to know and not just be stumbling around aimlessly um, because that will take up your 
multiple days if you're trying yes. to see the whole convention floor without doing a little bit of research ahead of time. Absolutely. Um, so I had the things that I wanted to buy. Obviously, I didn't get a lot of them, um, but I was able to at least check out those booths, find out I couldn't get them, and then be able to move on and do other things. Um, but anyways, I would suggest getting a list of all the things you want to buy. Do that as early as possible, um, and then maybe have a day of casually stumbling around because there are a lot of really cool activations and photo ops and interactive things that you know they don't really broadcast ahead of time you just mm -hmm. have to go and experience these booths um, right. so definitely have time for that um, and then check out some panels too I know it's not for everybody and not all of the programming may interest you but I mean there's probably a couple hundred panels across the entire weekend there's probably if you're going to comic-con there's probably something that you'd be interested in um so yeah i i would recommend having a day for shopping a day for stumbling around and a day for paneling that's very sensible advice and of course i think that's the best plan of attack never goes the way you think it's going to go so you, i think you have to plan for right. that but i will say when you're there like getting from one end of that hall to the other takes forever like yes. i swear that's like half of your time it's just trying to get through the sea of people uh and just try to get to the other side or well, to it the gets kind of tricky too because so we're oh another person that i saw dave Pryor, he had a booth there mm -hmm. um and tony Bowie, they were in a similar section um but the way the booths are numbered like for the big name booths, for the most part, it goes from like row one or 100 to 60 something. So it, for the most part, it'll make sense if you're looking at booth numbers. You know, if it's booth 2650, that's going to be row 2600, mm -hmm. booth 50, whatever. So right, right, right. it's easy to find. But for some reason, like once you hit 56, it's like on the it's not. It's perpendicular to the <laughs> row numbers. So I had no idea. I'm looking for 56, which is where that Mickey, the domes came from. So I'm going down the aisle. I'm like, what the fuck? It's not. Where the <laughs> hell is 56? And it's on like the wall yeah. of the opposite side of the entrance. But yeah, I never would have figured it out because like logically that doesn't make sense. And then again, where Dave and Tony's booths were, they were like going by letters so they were in like l 27 yeah. and g 14 and yep. it, it it takes you have to look at a map and kind of pick it apart to say okay there's letters over here so that's probably in this section um but yeah it's it's a interesting <laughs> when i went i had like two full days there and i swear i was running the whole time and you think you have all day and, oh, and it it just quick. the time just flies by and well, you're just panicked running exactly what booths. you said going from booth to booth so if you go on a weekend it's like the mm. busiest day at disneyland like you're yeah. shoulder to shoulder forget it there's thousands and thousands of people in a convention hall which probably can't fit the number of people that are right. going in it's, it was ridiculous 
Um, and then if you are at a popular booth, you're going to have to wait in line just to purchase something. Right. Or, or sometimes like these stores are just so popular just to get in there to look at the things. Oh, you, you can't have even to wait in just hours of line. And it's so hard to gauge like, is this going to be worth it? Am I wasting half a day standing in this line? And I, it was, it was incredibly stressful. Like it's fun because it's all fun stuff and it's, you know, yeah. it's, it's, it's a good time, but it is stressful because you want to do so much while you're there. And it's just uh, it's just a panic to get to all of this stuff. So, yeah, totally. I think as much as you can plan so that you're not running back and forth or that you're, you're timing it so that when you're near this thing, you go see these other things. Yeah, because it's just impossible. Uh, I remember just, yeah, running, constantly running, like getting so pissed trying to get through these people who are just slowly going through the lanes and you're trying to get to the other side of the hall it's a it's a yeah. nightmare but uh, where did you uh where did you stay because that's always an issue i think oh this is actually really cool i don't know if i told you where I, about where i stayed yet so i did actually booked this last year so this last summer in august is when i booked this because I know hotels go really quick. Right. Um, I actually did an Airbnb and I wasn't sure how quick the Airbnbs go. Um, and I thought maybe if I do it early, it would be before the normal person realizes that that's Comic-Con week. Right. So I did it last August for Comic-Con this year. Right. And um, it was the coolest place. It was like a dome. It, I, we stayed in a like a like the Epcot golf ball, but <laughs> obviously a much a much smaller version of that. But it was a literal dome. Was our Airbnb? So this person had you know their own house and property, but like yeah, on their property, kind of off to the side in its own little area, was this dome. And it essentially was inside was just a studio apartment with a kitchen. Yeah, yeah. Um, but I don't know. I appreciate the kind of weird and off, you know, oddball kind of sure things. But I, I don't know. This was it was really cool. How far away were you from the convention center? Um, like? It was about a 15, 20 minute drive. So it and was then did you do Lyft or, or Uber or something? So or did we were you stupid. Drive? The first day we tried to drive and. Yeah. We got there fine, no big deal. Traffic wasn't even that bad, but the parking, parking is, is ridiculous. Yeah. So yeah. we go, obviously, you start as close as possible. You go block by block, up and up and up. We ended up being maybe a half a mile plus away. And not only was it a decent walk in close to 100 degree weather, <laughs> um, it was eighty dollars to park there for the day oh my god so the yeah. next day we looked into it a lift is only like 17 bucks so yep. i mean no brainer you don't have to worry about parking you just grab your crap jump in someone's car and get lifted there how was it getting back though was that difficult or, or no did you just so we ended up finding a restaurant that we liked um so we had that be our pickup and drop off point which was in the downtown area, but like a maybe two blocks from the convention center. So it was a little bit further than getting dropped off on the property, like at one yeah. of the neighboring hotels, but super convenient. Like you don't have to wait and worry about traffic. Um, so yeah, getting picked up and dropped off was super easy. And there wasn't really any 
we, I, as far as like our timing and when we came and went, car traffic was not a, an issue. And are you planning next year too then? Are you going back next year? Will you go just keep going every year? I think as long as I can, yeah. I mean, I remember going in, so I, I've taken, before last year, it was like a 15-year break. I went, I think every year I was in high school and maybe the first year after high school. Mm-hmm. Um, but I haven't gone since and like comparing it to those times, you know, when you you have no money, <laughs> it's just like more sightseeing. It's a way more fun now. I mean, it's definitely a different beast. When I went yes. before, you could go day of, walk in, and it was like a $20 ticket for a day. Now, you know, they sell out for the the normal tickets within minutes. Yeah. I, I think that's why I like DesignerCon. I think DesignerCon is really more my speed and, and actually what I'm kind of looking for now. I mean, I, Comic-Con gets all the great brands and the toys and you know, the big names and things like that, if that's what you want to do. But I, I just cannot wait for those panels. Like I can't, I do it at like D23 or I did it at D23. I did it at Star Wars Celebration and it's just a killer. Like, I, I don't think I can do, I think I'm getting too old. I think last time for <laughs> Star Wars, I got kidney stones because I held my pee like for hours, <laughs> oh <laughs> like my the gosh. whole day. I can't, I can't understand how people like, can just run to the bathroom in the middle of a movie like that. Like, Oh yeah, no, no. I, <laughs> it's tragic. Yeah. There's no, I mean, as bad as I may have to go, there's no way I'm missing a minute of like my first viewing of star Wars second oh, or I third, know. you know, it's a little more casual, you know, what's going on. You're just going there for the highlights and it's, but, but, but we've talked about time, this before. Like, oh my God. Yeah. No way. Like it takes you out. Like I can't stand that taking you out of the experience you know oh yeah like that's why i just, hate people that talk and are like disruptive yes uh, so for you you i think you know this i may have said it on the show before but my preferred seating in the movie theater is the front section the last row and it's like mm. for some people like oh it's too close kind of close kind of close. but so here's my reasoning for that most people like 95% of like the audience that goes to see a movie it's their that's like their last resort is to go in that front section. Yes. So almost every single time I see a movie completely open. So there's nobody in that entire section mm-hmm. so you're not getting bombarded by like peripheral movements yes. or noise or cell phones. So even if people are talking or on cell phones behind you, you don't really notice it it doesn't bother you. Um, and then on top of that, because you are potentially uncomfortably close, you're like really in the screen and like it's a slightly more immersive. Yeah, because it kind of it's almost on the sides of you. Yeah, when you're that like close. it kind of takes over the vision. Yeah. And, you know, a lot of these theaters now, they're so big. The front section isn't that close unless you're in like the front mm. row. It depends. Yeah, it depends on on the theater. Like yeah. at Downtown Disney Theater, that's pretty huge. Like that's one of the few like huge auditoriums that mm-hmm. I've been in recently. The ones around here now, uh, they all seem very small. Like they're trying to get as many screens yeah. in the theater as possible. So usually that's pretty. Or they're doing these luxury recliners and those take We're, up so much room. Oh, yeah. One of those takes up like six normal seats. Yeah. <laughs> so it's like 20 seats in the whole theater. But um, yeah. 
Uh, anyway, so did you? Is that it for Comic Con? Did you want to wrap that up? Was there anything else you want to talk about? Like, I have not been to Comic Con since thirteen, and I think it's, you know, I don't know that it's changed that much since since thirteen. But uh, I met Superman at the thirteen one, Ooh. and so. I don't have to go back. I think that was the best <laughs> experience I could have. Uh, I got to go to the Warner Brothers party at the top of the hotel. Ooh. Crazy, crazy, like, How did you experience. get in that? I'm very famous, Mark. I have to keep telling okay. you this every episode. I was there to do the Big Bang Theory uh, poster and uh, signing. And so they just, as as a thank you, invited us to this party. That's and awesome. It was just, yeah. They so that was a good experience. On the that rooftop where they had the... Uh, WB party this year. So I didn't, obviously, I didn't get invited up there because I'm not as cool as you. But right, from the ground, looking up on the hotel, you can see a giant iron giant, like oh, just looking cool. down on the top of the, the roof. It was really cool. Yeah. Um, did you see any celebrities? I, you rarely do, but did you see? I didn't see any like on my yeah. own. Obviously, when you're on Instagram, it's always after the fact like oh yeah blah 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 was here or like oh shit yeah. i was just there and um so yeah i didn't r- come across any but i think now it's it's got to be nearly impossible to walk around uh the floor without like being a celebrity you know i went into the panel for ducktales and they had um a lot of the voice actors yeah so but again they're on a panel so oh the one cool thing about Lego Batman or Lego Batman villains video game panel that I was in, Kevin Conroy was one of the uh oh the uh, panelists. Um and That's it's so cool. it's so weird. And I'm sure you've come across this seeing interviews and you know random behind the scenes stuff with voice actors. Yeah. A lot of times, you know, they do have to act up the voice, but it's pretty much his voice. Yeah. So when he's just answering stuff, I'm like I'm getting, it's like fucking with my head because I I'm looking at him say the words, but my brain is telling me that it's that, yeah the super angular giant no chin <laughs> character. Um, all I see in my head is Batman from the animated series, but I'm looking yeah. at this this guy. It was just a total trip seeing that. He uh, so I I was working at the Warner Brothers Studio stores back when the show was actually on TV, mm-hmm. and we would do signings with these people. He came and he was sitting in the back with us, and he's just the nicest guy too. He seemed like, really nice. He's uh, he used to be on Dynasty, so I talked to him about that. Like, what was it like on that? And he was very like excited to talk about other aspects of his career. Oh, and, uh, sure. But the best thing was that he did. <laughs> we 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 all brought in little tape recorders, and he did our answering machine. Oh, that's great! Message in his Batman voice, and that was that was pretty amazing. Yeah, uh, because it's such a distinct voice, and it's the perfect Batman voice. I think oh, yeah. that's the best Batman voice. He seems yeah, he seemed very nice. The one thing that I thought is funny with these panels is. And I'm gonna be a little bit of a dick here, so I apologize. Yes. No need. A to. lot we of the, it. the um. So, a lot of the questions they'll let like kids go to the front, but if they're an adult, they're like usually the nerdiest people, and like the questions Easy. they ask aren't even questions. It's like I've been a fan yeah. of yours for 17 years. I've known you back since. Before you did Batman, you were yeah. like, it just goes off on their fan history. Right. And then at the end, it's like, do you like being Batman? It's like, <laughs> you just spent five minutes talking about how like 
big of a fan you are, and that's the question you come up with. See, they should vet those questions. They should make you submit it on a card. Uh, I wish they did. But uh, what I was going to say about Kevin is like, and a lot of these, you know, the the good celebrities, they know how to like take yes. stupid questions and make you feel like you did a good job. But I'm sitting there just like pulling my hair out, like <laughs> you. Like they only get a ha- like maybe depending on how long their answers are, you get maybe six questions in these panel right. things, right. or how long they are, and like you just wasted one of very few questions on this stupid thing. Ugh. Did you raise your hand? No, they make you well. At least the ones that I was, they put up a mic. Uh huh. It's like you the line first, up. the first, however many that get there can ask a question. <laughs> and I was not about to run over and trample some kids to ask That's a question. That is that is Comic Con in a nutshell, though, isn't it? Oh my gosh, <laughs> I was, I, I was like halfway feeling bad for the panels because I know, like, even though they give the nice nicest answer, they're in their head. They're like, I can't believe I'm yeah. doing this right now. No, they're professionals. <laughs> that it's it's a there is a con personality. It's the worst kind of comic book guy geek that you get, and because yeah. they seem to rise to the top at these things, and it just gets this like nasty, like angry, short, uh, like everyone's upset because they didn't get the thing they wanted to oh, get. You yeah, know? like it's, well, that's why I think when you are nice, like I was saying earlier, it stands out because. All day for hours, multiple days, these people are dealing with the worst of the worst. Yes. And, you know, even before we get in, it's like before the doors open, it's always uh, a mix of information. Yes. Like, oh, what door is going to open first? This door, the guy at this door said to go over to door B. Door B guy says to go to door H. H says to go inside. Like, nobody has clear answers. And I'm in my head, I'm just like, you know, a lot of these people are volunteers. They're either getting paid very little or they're volunteering their time just for a a pass later on when their shift's up. Like, why do you have to be a dick? And like every time somebody got an answer they didn't want, they were like completely irate and like just bashing these poor people. And I'm just like, fuck, if you are patient enough, these doors will open at some point. Like, yeah. It says entrance right here. It may not be the first set of doors. You may have to wait a little bit longer, but Jesus. Like, if you're I in underst- that. Uh, yeah. It's, uh, I get the frustration that you're getting mixed yes. information, but still, yes. it's not really their fault. Like, I don't, I don't know. The, I don't understand why you'd get that worked up over something. The best thing to do, I find, is you just walk in and you, like, you walk with purpose. And authority, and it's amazing how far you can get. Like, I did that because I was oblivious one time to where you weren't <laughs> supposed to be yet. No one stopped me, and I just kind of walked in because I didn't know. And, like, yeah, I swear half the time that works. But yes, they get unruly like fast. Like, it, oh. and nothing is worse than an angry nerd guy. Like, they're just <laughs> like so upset and causing a scene. It's uh. uncomfortable. I oh. feel I feel very bad for these people that have to work these things. So I always approach them almost apologetically, like I'm so sorry to have to ask you this. You probably get asked this a thousand times, but yeah. So yeah, it's I surprising think right. how how uh, like how far that'll get take you. Another person yep. I saw um, was uh, Miguel from Oh, that's right, Miguel Wilson that we just had on last month, or maybe it's two months ago. I don't know. We had him not too long ago um, talking about toys. And 
yeah, we talked more toys. <laughs> he, but yeah, it was it's so cool because you know when we do the episode, the podcast, we see each other virtually um, through Skype or right. Google Hangouts, um, but we rarely get the opportunity to spend like physical time with these people. So it's mm-hmm. nice to run into him and actually spend some time talking to him. Tony Bowie, we ran into. Jason Young, uh, Dave Pryor. There's a whole, I'm sure I'm leaving people off, so I shouldn't have even started trying to name yes. them all. But yes. um, <laughs> uh, it was it was a lot of fun being able to to meet up with or see these these people again, and some for the first time. Yeah, no, that's I, that's the main thing I like is either getting to see the people that you don't see or only see at these things. Or, or meeting new artists, like people that you follow on Instagram and right. you can actually have a conversation with them. Uh, Comic-Con's a little bit extreme to do that. That's why I like DesignerCon, yeah. but yeah. Well, um, no, okay. Last pro tip for Comic-Con before we move we on go. to another thing. This isn't even a big, this is like almost obvious, but every day of Comic-Con is probably three to five times more busy than the previous day. Right. So... If you can figure out a way to get into preview night, by far the least busy. The Thursday, a little more busy. Friday, a little more busy. Saturday, Sunday, insane. So, yeah. I mean, keep that in mind. So if there's a panel you want to go to, maybe try and find one for the weekend because by then, most of the exclusives are probably sold out anyway and the floor is going to be a complete mess. Yeah. That's, so, I think. Yeah, that's it for Comic-Con this year. But um, <laughs> I wanted to ask you about this. I'm sure, I know you probably don't really care about it at all, but I'm positive you have at least heard of this. All of these networks are or brands are doing their own networks now. So Disney's going to have their own TV subscription plan. Streaming um, services. Right. Yeah. So the one that's coming up the soonest is at least I think it's the soonest DC is doing their own set of uh, exclusive content. That's going to be available through their DC universe subscription. Mm-hmm. Um, have you, what, what are your thoughts on this? Have you heard anything about it? Are you excited about anything that's coming out on there? Um, I know uh, I so, haven't really paid much attention to it. I know that it was coming, but I haven't really looked into the, what the exclusives are for that. And I think for that kind of stuff, it really is going to come down to the exclusives. And the that's the, the tricky thing. It's like <laughs> I love Teen Titans. I love all, all these superhero things. But, you know, TV superhero shows are you, you've got to go in with a certain mindset like. It's not going to be as impressive as a movie. By You have to alter right. your expectations dramatically. Right. So I watched The Flash. I know that it's a dumb show. I know this. <laughs> yes. But I still have a lot of fun watching it. If I were to go into that and think, you know, this should be Marvel superhero movie quality television, you're going to be disappointed, maybe even mad. So... I don't know. A lot of these TV shows that are coming out for the their DC universe, um, Titans is one. Another one's called Doom Patrol. Uh, there's a handful of different shows, but it looks like it's on par with these like CW superhero shows. Um, 
So there's nothing for me that really stands out that I've seemed too interested in. Well, um, it seems like it should be part of a bigger network. Like that's why Netflix works, right? Like you get yeah. a variety of stuff well, on it. But DC seems too specific. Where even if there was yeah. one show I wanted to watch, I'm not going to pay for that one show. It seems like it should be a WB thing, yes, instead definitely. of a DC specific. Or even like bumping up your WB subscription for a little bit more if you want to add the DC network. Like at least, yeah, something like that would make. More I think sense. it's got to be the Netflix approach because. Um, you yeah. know, I'm all for getting rid of cable. I would be, I would love to get rid of cable and just have uh, specific, you know, subscriptions, which it things, seems like yeah. that's where we're moving towards. But um, I don't want, I want like three or four of them that have everything. I don't want every little, you know, nickel and dime for every little show yeah. that you, that you watch. So I don't know. Um, we'll see. I'm excited for the Disney one. Cause again, the Disney one might have a broader well, appeal. Yeah. And they've got a way deeper catalog that of yeah. you know, older shows, older movies that'll hopefully be available on there. Um, and that's the only other kind of draw that I saw with the DC thing is that all of its um, animated shows are going to be available on there. All of the movies are going to be available on there. So all of the DC things that TV, cartoons, film... Um, will be available to stream on there. Um, but, you know, I think if you're a big enough fan, you already either own those, the DVD or a digital download or something. So I don't know how big of a draw it really will be. Um, mm. But, yeah, I was just curious to see what you thought about it. Because as it is right now, I have yet to see something that's really impressive that's going to get me to want to subscribe to this thing. I'm always very late to adopt these things. So like I tend to wait very long and see how it goes or see what yeah. people are saying. And then I'll, and then I'll do it. I was early on Netflix, but uh, for, for these ones, I don't know. We'll see. Uh, but it is kind of the wave of the future. So I think it's unavoidable, but yeah, we'll see. Speaking of DC, did you get a chance to see uh, Teen Titans at the theater? Teen Titans no. go to the movies? And oh, I, the stupid internet already ruined the mid-credits scene, so I'm super disappointed about that because that would have been awesome to experience unknowing on the yeah. screen. If you're a fan of that. So, I don't know. Should we get into that at all or just... No, well, if you haven't seen it, I don't want to talk about it because okay. you get all crazy about spoilers. And, I mean, it's <laughs> but if that, you like the show, you like the movie. I that's think. the one thing that would have been spoilery, and it's already been spoiled. So I'm, I am bitter about that. So, okay, what are you? <laughs> do you want to talk about that specific thing, or do you eh, not want to spoil it for the just listener? Move on to another cartoon. Oh, another cartoon. I, I don't have another cartoon, but staying in the DC universe, not really. Uh, <laughs> Superman was in a different movie. Oh, <laughs> uh, yes. And that? again, for our listeners, you can't see me, but I have adopted this individual's look from this movie. Oh, geez. Yeah. So <laughs> I went in this step. weekend to see uh, Mission Impossible Fallout, which is starring, I don't know how to say his name any, ever. Henry, Henry Cavill? Is it Cavill? Cavill? Cavill. I Cavill? always say Cavill. Cavill. <laughs> Cavill. <laughs> Let's just say it wrong. We'll say it differently every time. <laughs> it's so um, stupid. It's like, it seems like such a simple last name, but I second guess myself every time. So what did you think right off the top? Okay, I so went spoiler. in. Wait, I went, let's say spoilers. Are we okay, going to yeah, spoilers? We'll do spoilers here because my biggest thing is a spoiler. Um, yeah. 
but before we get into spoiler territory, I had a, I went in like air quotes cosplay there. So I wore a white button up shirt and I have a mustache <laughs> and my hair. I actually got a haircut like a month ago. It's similar to his in like it. wavy like that. His hair. So well, wavy. I don't have wavy hair, but it was short on the sides and like longer on the top and kind of messy. So that's so. why you got this hipster haircut. So I did not like get the Henry, <laughs> but it's just a, a convenient coincidence. Okay. Okay. So you went in looking like that is kind of embarrassing. All right. But what did you think <laughs> of the film? So now I don't, it's funny. I don't love these films, but I've seen every one of them. Most of them on. Uh, I don't DVD think I've seen something. all Mission Impossible. I've probably, I don't know, there's six or seven of them. I've probably seen four. Mm-hmm. And I don't so, even, I couldn't tell you which ones I've seen. I know I've seen the first one and then three random ones in the middle. And then this one, <laughs> I don't know. Well, I think this was the first one they said that was an actual sequel to the to the previous one. The rest are kind of standalone movies for the most part. Um, uh, so, but what did you think of this one, in general? I'm curious to hear your take on it. It's getting very good reviews. So it was a lot of it was reviews. a lot of fun. Um, but it, I mean, to be completely honest, it's just a dumb action movie, you know, with some spy ish stuff. So it's exactly what you expect. It's like. Um, a James Bond movie, but ramp like you amp up the action and less. Um, so the difference between Mission Impossible and James Bond, in my opinion, is like James Bond is very stealthy and like secretive, yeah. and it's more about manipulation and stuff like that. They do have all of those elements in the Mission Impossible movies, but it's 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 far less serious it's more campy yes and it's um a little bit more kind of outrageous um and just cartoonish yeah, yeah. it's like a yeah very actiony very crazy um well, but the bond stuff tends to be about bond like very right. much about him and whatever is well, going on but mm-hmm. like this one's more about the team like it's not just ethan hunt it's more about yeah. everybody that's working with him and stuff. I I think of the Mission Impossible films, this is one of the better ones for sure. Um, but there is something kind of, like you said, silly about these films. Don't you think? Like, no, totally. I know like they, they redo a lot of the same things, right? Because that's what makes it a Mission Impossible film, I guess. Like yeah. the, the mask the thing to me. I can never mm-hmm. quite get past. Like, it's so silly. Well, now it's thing. like you can see it from a mile away when somebody's yes. going to be like oh it's actually me yeah (laughs) um but Um, the um the the set pieces the big action pieces for the most part were great i I thought mm. a few of them ended sort of anticlimactically like it just like even that bathroom fight at the beginning which is really the main reason why i saw this thing in the theater i was disappointed it it happened so soon like i wanted to build up to that and then the end of that was kind of dumb right like she just comes in and shoots him yeah. Like, that was unfortunate, but it was good. The The buildup yeah. was good. I of that scene off. was great. I wish that they had inserted that a little bit later because that was a highlight of every trailer. It was like that moment was so cool. That uh, makes sense, I guess, though, that they would throw that away early then because uh, it had little to do with the rest of the film. Yeah. Um, so one of the OK, I got two things I don't like about the movie. Okay. One, like normally in this these spy things and like a lot of, I don't know, hidden agendas, I can keep up with the pay, uh, the <laughs> like what's going on. I was so lost in the middle of like 
why people are doing what, who's yes. who, what, who's that guy. Like, oh my God, I felt so stupid. For I, <laughs> I was just like, you know what? Fuck it. Just let's yeah. just go with it. You know, by the end, when you reflect on the movie, like you can see, like, okay, this is everything that was happening. But while it was going on, like there was too many moving parts and like they're trying to be cheeky with some of these characters and like their involvement. Like it was right. Well, it was so hard to so follow. This is, like we said, it's spoilery. So apologies if people haven't seen it, but like the basic story was easy. And I thought, why didn't they just keep it that A like, you just have to get this, simple. Yeah. like just get this plutonium or whatever they needed to get from the bombs. And, and that's it. But they added this weird twist Fucking into John it. Lark. What the fuck was that yeah, shit? And, and that was confusing right off the bat. Yes, like, I'm like, I'm like wait what? a second. What? Is this that- guy going to be an important player? <laughs> why aren't they showing his picture or saying anything about him? Is this Asian guy in the bathroom, John Lark or not? Well, that's like, what I thought. I'm like, I don't, fuck? that was supposed to be John. I, I, I was confused. Yeah, but so, then it became so obvious early oh on, God. like from the get go, we know what the twist is. So then it just has to play out, right? Like, well, yeah, that was okay. So that's the other issue I had. I, I love Henry Cavill in this movie. He did great. Yeah. I was very disappointed that he ended up being the bad guy. I wanted well, to be on his side the whole way through. I would have. I thought he was either going to be the bad guy and then turn and help them so that we could see him again in future yes, films. Yes, that would be Or great. that he would have been more of a, he'll be back in the next film as a villain. But boy, they, they more than made sure they oh got rid of God. him at the end. <laughs> well, I'm sh- I mean, if they want to, they can figure out a way to make him not die, you know, like they do yes. in any movie. Well, like um, Darth Maul, he'll just be back with a new head. Yeah, well, technically, <laughs> you don't. You just see him fall in the cliff. No, that you that think hook. you think the hook goes into his head. The hook definitely went into his. Maybe head. it goes in his head, or maybe because he's Superman, he survives. Uh, he turns. He actually turns into another DC character, but a villain. So the one thing I the the biggest one I had the problem with the most cartoonish was when he dove over into that, like uh, in, down into the catacombs or the, the, the waterway at the end of the big motorcycle chase and the boat was right there to pick him up. Oh, yeah. I'm like, that's so stupid. <laughs> I'm like, if that was in a cartoon, you'd be, oh, that's so stupid. Yeah. Uh, like, I'm I mean, like, why does they have to do that? There are plenty of moments like that, but yeah, that was a, the more, probably the most Well, then like the very version. end with the countdown, like I hate when they do countdowns to one. And, oh, know, it, they, it's, it's so like, stupid. oh, you've only got five minutes and then fucking two hours later, it's like, yeah. oh, you've only got one minute now. <laughs> so, I mean, it was fun. Like, it's a big, stupid film. And I think, yeah, no, fun. it was a lot and of fun. I like I, I, I was very uh, tense during the uh, the chase scenes and stuff. So it was good. Like that part of it was like a, an amusement park ride. But yeah. the story and everything else I thought was just pretty. I'm surprised it's getting as great reviews as it is. Like it's getting really good reviews. <laughs> Yeah, I don't. I mean, I have no idea. Those reviews, I I have no gauge on the yeah. What they they're mean like, it could anymore. be the best action film of all time, especially like, after the fucking the last Jedi got ninety something reviews, ninety yeah, percent. Uh, don't even go into that. That's what Star do these Wars numbers and reviews mean? It Nothing. Means, uh, yeah. 
nothing, nothing at all. So uh, did you see anything else? Actually, I, I was looking at your movie list. I don't know if people know this, but Mark has an mm. ongoing movie list, so I can keep up with <laughs> I have seen exactly what he's seeing. Over what he's I've seen maybe give or take 60 movies this year so far. Yeah. How was uh, what everyone wants to know? Uh, Mamma <laughs> Mia. <laughs> <laughs> I Jared, can't believe you saw that. I in love the musicals. I love musicals. I know, but my God. Um, so I hated that first one. I just hated that first one. It's just a stupid. You don't like, you're not a fan of ABBA? <laughs> I love ABBA. And to see what they oh did. Oh my to God. Then you totally. Painful. Why? Oh, I, I even saw it in the, I saw the production, the, the theatrical production. Yeah, and I hated that too. Absolutely hated that. Anyway, whiner. did you like the sequel? Uh, so what we were just saying about Mission Impossible, like it's a dumb action movie, mm. super campy. It's a dumb musical. Like, yeah, it silly. is what it is. It's not, if you're into that thing, like super, super loose, maybe even non-existent storyline trying to pin these, um, right. All these, these songs stories. together. Right. Right. <laughs> right. It's, um. Yeah, I mean, it's. I love music. Like I said, I love musicals. So it was a fun, mindless hour and a half, or however long the movie was. So right, right. I don't have. I'm not going to give it a lot of praise or hate. It's just is what it is. Yeah, and I saw you saw Mononoke, which I missed. I, I did want to see that in the theater. So I, saw I gotta last say, time it was there. Uh, that's a fucking weird ass movie. It is, but I good. forget. It, like, you know, I've seen a lot of these uh, Studio Ghibli films. Right. But I don't I don't I haven't seen all of them a lot and I kind of and I space out my viewings so I forget by the time I watch it again I kind of forget which is yeah. good because it's like experiencing it all over again but I forgot how weird that movie is. But it's probably the most linear of the films. I mean I, there's you know Totoro and, and uh, Ponyo are pretty linear but like house moving castle i think is a much weirder movie than this one and boring i don't uh, know those game moves at a good pace i think like i really like Mono, and the music's fantastic the tree spirits and then the the, the deer man is <laughs> fucking creepy oh my god yeah, i don't know why is. maybe there's a reason i forgot about those characters <laughs> i love that's i think my favorite spirited away or that one is probably my my favorite films but Anyway, that's movie. I know it's it's fun to um to watch these things. Um, so uh, moving to something that uh, this actually broke my heart. I was so disappointed. I had a request for Jared to watch this show, so we could talk oh, about it on this. That's right. I almost forgot. I didn't podcast. have it on my list. So uh, okay, while I was at Comic Con, um, the Nickelodeon had booth. It's huge. They have a huge booth, um, and a lot of the stuff that they're doing now is going back to like their. I guess you can call it retro now, um, but like the a lot of the programming that they had in the '90s. So they're bringing Double Dare back. They're bringing a lot of um, '90s cartoons now. Are having movies. So Hey Arnold had a movie right. uh, that we we talked about this in our um, our episode. cartoon tournament bracket episode with the guys from scary movie ice cream podcast yeah a lot of um, people pissed about they're like these aren't all from the 90s oh like, i want to i want to talk, talk about talk. that episode in a little bit but okay. the um 
So anyways, the Nickelodeon booth, it's like a lot of it was kind of retro themed. And then they had a double dare, like obstacle there. You're for a photo op. Um, But another big part of it was the Ninja Turtles and the convention as a whole was Ninja Turtles, not only the previous iterations, but the new one in particular. Right. Um, Right. Like, you know, they're showcasing future product and the toy line that's going to be a accompanying by this this new cartoon series right um and i have to say like before viewing it just off of looks alone i was really excited because the last um nickelodeon ninja turtles show that was like the cg animated one yeah uh, i think started in 2012 and ended either this year or last year i couldn't get into it i really didn't like the animation style and the look of the characters or anything somebody's growing up but um, they, <laughs> the there was a lot of people that spoke really highly of it. I, it just didn't click for me. So yeah, this new iteration of the turtles, I really liked the design of the characters, and even that got a lot of backlash online. I was fine with some of the character, like their personality traits being moved around and altered. That was yeah. fine. Um, and again, like just looking at the product, the this all of the toys from growing up the ninja turtle toys they looked nothing like the characters yeah on tv this right. is like a very very clear translation from tv screen to product like it looks like a 3d version of these cartoon characters which is great i um, think they start that way now i think they start with the toys and work backwards yeah which is it's i mean it works really well both again both ways for this anyways right, right so i was really really excited and i wanted to like this show so bad so i went in with like super i don't want to say high expectations but i was really excited to sure. start this show again and within like 2 or 3 minutes i was like f- i was forcing myself to try and like laugh at moments and be like oh that was cool and, but yeah, like a couple minutes in, it, I realized that this <laughs> this is not. So, good. did you just watch just that first episode? Is that the only thing that's available right now, or so were there more episodes on, available? I think on Nick.com or there's a Nickelodeon app. Um, and then for me, my cable provider, I have on demand the first five episodes. Oh, okay. So there's a handful of episodes you can watch. So far, I have only watched the first one. So. All of these criticisms I'm going to and bashing I'm going to do is just off of the first episode. Because yeah. I love Turtles so much, I'm going to give it an honest try and maybe watch a handful more. Sure. I think the rest of the episodes are going to the new format of cartoons, which is like 10 to 12 minutes instead of a 22 oh. to 24. So the oh. first episode was like 24 minutes. Um, and I think the the ones after this are going to be the shorter um, episode length. Like Adventure Time kind of thing? Like Adventure like Time, little, Teen Titans yeah. Go, where it's a... Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I think it's like a 12-minute, give or take, um, episode length. So... Oh, maybe it'll get better. I, I, You know, when it's the first one like that, it's hard to tell because they're trying to pull out all the stops and like oh, man. throw absolutely everything in your so face. There was so much wrong with this one. I mean, I know... You, You'll be able to add, but you are already a hater, so 
No, the, I don't stuff, hate the turtles. You hate the turtles. I just don't it's love okay. the turtles like you do. So, so go ahead. I, let's like what's your take. They're okay. There was Again, one funny line. The character <laughs> designs, like overall, not just the turtles, but all the characters. I like the style. With right. the exception of Splinter, he's disgusting. Splinter yeah, well, is weird. like a fat, like grumpy slob, like complete 180 of his character in every right, other right. iteration where he's like the wise sensei. He's this disgusting, just, oh, I hated that character, the way he looked. So well, I didn't do much with them. Yeah. Okay. All the character designs and like the way they look with the exception of Splinter, great. Love it. Oh, okay. I don't even know where I should start with this. So, I, again, I just watched the first episode. Um, and some people may like this. But for me, the pacing was way Nuts. too intense. Like, it was just like action sequence. Oh, my God. What's that over there? It's a bad guy. What are they doing? What? There's a there's an alien dog here? Let's go see what that dog's doing. Oh, the alien dog can transport? It's like... One crazy thing, and they couldn't keep their eyes focused. So then they look over here, and there's another crazy thing happening. And there's no transitions to like kind of collect yourself, assess the situation, or like see what's going on. The pacing was just full throttle the whole way through, which it was is too which much. is funny because the the action scene towards the end that felt more like a break. <laughs> because at least some of the scenes got to play out and, and you know, you, you can follow along somewhat. Yeah, I think the most disturbing, and again, I'm not a big fan, so I don't, I don't feel like, oh, I like the old way or anything, but the April character uh, was uh, terrible. I thought that was just <laughs> terrible. I, I mean, it's fine what they're trying to do. You know, they're obviously trying to make it different, but I think with the turtles being so uh, charactery, like so much personality coming out of these turtles, mm -hmm. they need a, a, a straight man or like a something that's just not like everybody's a character in this, like oh, yeah. going full force comedy. And it's just, uh, yeah, it's it's not entertaining. Like it's not as funny as it thinks it is. <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, it's all it's full of stupid one liners. So there's yeah. no there's no break on air quotes comedy or action it's just full throttle go the whole way through um another issue i had is like i get that this is supposed to be more origin-y so this is like early on in their crime fighting days oh, okay. um, but they are bumbling idiots like none of them like again you should they should have a straight man or like a clear leader but all four of the turtles are morons. Like mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. any sort of success they have is dumb luck. Like they accidentally throw a weapon and it hits the right person. Or I mean that stuff like that happens yeah. in the show. Where like right. it's all a happy accident that any sort of problem is resolved. Right. And then another thing like. <sighs> The focus for me on each scene is very difficult. Like, I, it's very character driven, obviously, but like the focus is so much on the characters that the background is very distracting because, like, I don't know, <laughs> normally in like old traditional animation, like it's a painted background or it's like st static, right? 
and yeah. somewhat of a different style so you can kind of differentiate the action from the static mm-hmm. like the the backgrounds were almost characters in this they were very very loud like yeah. there wasn't any sort of way to differentiate the characters from the background like it had similar color palettes it had the same um like line weights which was weird and angles it was very very distracting and like they kind of morphed all into one crazy mess of an action scene. Yeah. Um, yeah. And, and you, hey, they do this in anime whenever like a character's running, but like the background becomes like just whooshy lines, you yeah, know? Yeah. There was a way too much of that going on. Like every, <laughs> which is, it's again, it's fine in moderation or like if you do it with meaning or purpose, it's like, because there's so much movement and craziness, there's a way too much of that. Like just overall, the show was just way too busy, way too hectic and very, very chaotic. It was difficult to get through and it sucks because I wanted to like this so bad. I, it seemed like they were obviously trying for something very different, you know, like, uh, but uh, I don't know if it's more like a, teen titans go approach you know like they want it to be sillier or like uh, i don't know like that's why i'm curious to see future episodes somewhat um (laughs) see if they kind of calm it down a little bit or go more story but i didn't know they were going to go that 10 minute 12 minute short But they went Uh, they went they're all the way turned up to 100 on the action and the comedy so there's not even like a nice balance well that's what i mean like maybe the, the, the future episodes will be more story driven like less you know, like, uh, like less bits, like everything yeah. was a bit in this one. So I don't know. I, I, you know, <laughs> I didn't care for it, but I, maybe very young kids will like this or think it's hilarious. <sighs> I, don't know. Or something. It's, I don't know. I can't, it already got greenlit for another season, um, mm-hmm. which no surprise. I mean, you gotta, yeah, it, it's, it just sucks. Cause it looks cool. And I really, really wanted to like this series. But have you heard difficult. any early buzz on it, though? Have people been saying, like, oh, this is fantastic? Or, I think or- people are scared to say that it sucks. <laughs> I mean, just to be completely honest, I've seen a lot of people say that, oh, it's great. So much fun watching this new Turtles. Love the new iteration. Like, you guys are full of shit. There's no way. And I'm not just being bitter about this. Like, there's <laughs> there's no way you can love this version of the Turtles. <laughs> it's, I don't know. I'm really disappointed. As, again, oh, you're starting to sound like an old grumpy man now. I wanted love to it. love this so, so bad. Uh, so then, which is, like, there's been several shows. Which has been your favorite? The original? I like the, uh, the first two live action uh, movies. Okay. Um, it's it's crazy though because those are kind of mirror images of themselves. The first one they tried to be more serious. Um, mm-hmm. The humor was obviously campy and stupid in there, and then the second one was just full force camp Silly. and like yeah. silliness. Um, Vanilla ice. But yeah, yeah, I mean, again, just like what I was saying with the TV superhero movies or shows. Yeah. You've got to go into a, an anything Ninja Turtles and adjust your expectations. Mm-hmm. Oh um, yeah, but so that that's my favorite. I love the original cartoon series as well. I still I have the full set on DVD. I'll still 
Ugh. pop in a random DVD and watch some episodes on weekends from time to time. Yeah, and then there was a, an early 2000s version of the Turtles, which was much more action-driven. Um, so it was yeah. like the same time the original Teen Titans cartoon series was going. So it was like that style um, mm-hmm. of storytelling and like a, a cartoon series. Um, I think that time too, there was another show called like the Batman, the Batman. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. so all of those like actiony kind of cartoons were all the same time frame and had a similar flavor. Um, but that, the more action version of the turtles was fun too. Uh, I didn't really get on. I haven't been on board with any of the Nickelodeon stuff mm. as far as the mm. turtles go. Um, but yeah, that's. I don't want to get too much more into it. Is it's just going to well, make me sad? Yeah, but I'll, <laughs> I'll give of, it a try. Uh, speaking of old cartoons, because of the show that we did, I uh, and the affection you guys have for Doug, I thought I should go back and rewatch some Doug. So it's on now. They can catch it. It still plays. I think we had to set the DVR to catch it. It's on. Well, it's on time. like. Yeah, it's one of those. Run- Oh, weird. one of those rerun shows. So we, we set no the, idea. the DVR to go. So uh, I watched it, and uh, I gotta say, after hearing what you guys had to say and watching it with fresh eyes, I still think it stinks. <laughs> I don't know what you guys, why uh, you guys like that show so much. I think you have to be pretty young. To well, have okay. Sort of an the reason that, that I think there's so much affection, obviously nostalgia, but I think we were going through life with doug you know what i mean yes. so like we yeah, were I think kids. you had to be or, or a little younger probably just a little bit younger yeah it seemed we were like right. in grade school elementary school as he mm-hmm. was in elementary school and there was just a lot of parallels to like his daydreaming and the problems he's going through and stuff so is this like a more relatable character but yeah have you watched it recently it's cute because I don't, like the Cole said he's watching it with his daughter. That makes sense. That's that's very. I sweet haven't seen it as an adult. So this is purely off of nostalgia. All you should of. watch it again. Tell me what you think. It's so, not a bad show. I, it's a kids show though. Like I think it's very much a kids show. Mm-hmm. It's it's pretty silly and you know like oh we made whatever pineapple pizza. You know like it's just like <laughs> silly stuff. <laughs> but uh, uh, if that happens, I might hate it because pineapples. I am don't. Not a fan of pineapple pizza. It was banana Adamantly pizza. It was banana it. pizza. Like, oh, it was even just, worse. It was silliness. It was just silliness. But it was cute. Like if kid, I could see why kids like it. I don't. I don't think it holds up as an adult. But. Yeah. So I want to talk about that episode really quick. Yeah. Just sure. Briefly, um, looking back at the lineup that I chose, I really should like. It didn't make sense at all to have Samurai Jack in there. <laughs> at all i think well, <laughs> i was just blinded by bias i should have swapped it out mike anderson was totally right mike i'm sorry ed ed and eddie should have replaced yes. samurai jack hands down yes. yeah um, well fosters yeah. didn't even belong in there either but well, fosters mean, wasn't is it, so are you just going by the years you mean because those were in the 2000s well, yeah it was like the first like wave of cartoon network sh- originals Right. So yeah, after yeah. this first wave, Fosters and like Chowder and Samurai Jack and some of these and SpongeBob and yeah. Yeah. Those came. So I should have just <laughs> done away with my personal feelings. 
and put Ed and Eddie in there um, and maybe found well, an alternative for me. Like, I don't know. Would Space Ghost count? Yeah. Because yeah. I thought that, about that, that too. That was one of the first things they did, I think, like original programming. But that was Cartoon so Network. adult. That was Yeah, it was. Like, it, was <laughs> it was weird. Yeah. <laughs> and they have a lot of, um, you know, the equivalent of Nick at Night. They had... Yeah. Bo- I think it was Boomerang or whatever. They had the nighttime programming, which was like 60s and 70s um, cartoons and even older, like Hanna-Barbera stuff. Yeah. So it got kind of difficult to figure out like where the lines were or what was truly a Cartoon Network original. Um, but yeah, I totally should not have put Samurai Jack in there because <laughs> it's a completely different show that was treated completely different from the rest of them. And like, even, even though it was a few years later, it was like a completely different era. Well, we probably Um, should have, uh, we probably should have done two shows, uh, like a Cartoon Network show and a Nickelodeon show, and then have a face off of whoever won those shows, because there's so much stuff in there. And like, it kind of makes sense that Samurai, like it's hard to not put in some of those big titles, but then Mm -hmm. it's like, how far do you go? Like, are you putting adventure time in there? Are you putting, yeah, exactly. You know, all these other things. So it, it, it becomes a little weird. So I think for, for what we did, I think Samurai Jack, yeah, only because it won. If it got knocked out in the first round, we wouldn't, it wouldn't be having this conversation, but because it won, uh, I think. And like, I, uh, I, I, that might be, in my opinion, the best cartoon ever. Mm-hmm. And Batman, yeah. It's so it's like automatically, it's just not even in the same like ballpark as these other titles. Well, I mean, and really, there's no, there's nothing to it to be the winner, really. But it's it was mostly about having the discussion about these. Shows. Right, right, right. <laughs> That's but, the only yeah. thing it was. But uh, I think I think it was good because it. Uh, it seems like we only did it afterwards as a nineties quote unquote thing. Uh, well, I was so. actually, I was trying to like, that was the, what I was going through in my head. Like, okay, let's pick nineties cartoons from these networks. Um, but it was a little bit more difficult to fill the cartoon network side. Um, well, I would have probably have been like Rugrats versus Dexter's laboratory in the end then. Right. Like it probably that- would have been Dexter's and Doug. And Doug. Okay, yeah. So, and then probably Dexter would have won. But that's what I mean. It doesn't. It doesn't really matter. It was interesting to get the uh, the opinions. No, I, as, and I had a, a lot of fun with that. Yeah. that conversation. <laughs> but was, I did once the comments started tumbling in from people who either heard the show or saw the the uh, the images, and they were like, "What is that in there for?" Yeah. Um, well, I mean, I, it was just a fun excuse yes, to talk absolutely. cartoons. But uh, I don't know. Is um. We've been getting a lot of, I don't, like, I haven't gotten any, correct me if I'm wrong, but I haven't seen any, like, episode-specific comments. It's just stuff in general off of the images that we've done in, well, like, companion to the episode. Uh, so I, I want to know are- if people have actually, like, listened to it and yeah, what they think after that, or if they're just saying, oh, I like Nicktoons better. You know. A few of our friends that we know listen commented uh, mm. about mainly because I was so negative about some of the stuff. And, <laughs> and, uh, some people were commenting about that. And there was another guy who did his own bracket based on our bracket because we, we published that bracket. Mm. Uh, 
and so that was spawning that i think it's a it's a good conversation like a bigger conversation yeah. thing but um, well i want to know like if people actually cared and if it was an interesting listen because i had yes. a lot of fun doing it i would love to do something similar with different brands yes. like we could do disney afternoon um lineup versus i don't know what we could it? do like Pixar fox films. 11 or saturday could, morning yeah there's so many do, different things yeah yeah like the brackets um, does the bracket thing work um but yeah, so if you haven't already, let us know if you cared about that. Um, I would love to figure out a way to do that again or another version of that. I think we will no matter what. <laughs> <laughs> just be selfish and let's just Just tell just us if you it. hate it because we're going to impose another bracket on you. So. <laughs> um, uh, you know, what would be fun, though, is if we opened it up earlier. We should let people play along. We should publish yeah. that bracket. Well, then- so I just did like a quick and dirty bracket mm-hmm. for us to do, but I should actually probably design one that looks more appetizing. Yeah. <laughs> so well, people just- will, can like and post it somewhere so they can fill it out on their own and yes, kind of participate yes. think- as they listen. Right. Right. I think that would be a good Because that also like as we're verbally describing this bracket, well, they probably have no idea what's happening, but if they can look at it, it takes off all of the pressure for us to try and accurately describe what's happening. So everybody understands a bracket. They look at it like, oh, these are the teams that they're talking or the, you know, the shows or characters yeah. they're talking about. Right, right. This is why they're not talking about this show yet. And yeah. Well, you know what would but be a, a fun and stupid one is like picking specific single characters and saying like. Mm-hmm who would win in a fight like that will be the bracket or like who is the strongest or who can sing the best a stupid like completely arbitrary and like biased opinion based that's that's harder to do in a bracket though because a bracket you have to you have to like i think that was the challenge with this one right like coming up with a good bracket like Mm -hmm. so to the fun of that would be the unexpected. Like if someone right. just said, oh, this character. So it's harder to predict that kind of stuff. But the I bracket, think that's why the shows are easier. We might have to do just three people for the next one because <laughs> it gets difficult to, with the tiebreakers. And then even though we had Gabe um, and his tiebreaking bracket. Well, his made all the difference. We would have been stuck if we didn't have that tiebreaker. So. Oh, yeah. We, he, we used him like three or four times. So, yeah, yeah it actually so came that, in super handy. That says something. All right. Um, so, okay. You- I want to ask about, so you had some, your own adventures this month. Always. Jared had a signing at Disneyland and I already know the answer to this, but I'm very disappointed with our listeners. I had a simple request. So if you're listening to this and you saw him, I'm disappointed. Jared, did anybody come up and call you or refer to you as shorts guy? No, which I think not at all, which I think is proof that my people don't listen to this show. (laughs) (laughs) Ridiculous. I Well, okay. I know that there's a there's a few SoCal people that go to the parks regularly that listen to this somewhat regularly. We just mentioned one of them. Gabe, what the heck? Uh, Yeah, yeah, I know difficult. You didn't see him, but next time Jared's down in Southern California and you know about it, I expect you to go see him and refer to him as shorts guy our friend gabe is very busy right now he's got a lot going on i don't care <laughs> uh congratulations to him and uh, <laughs> so uh, yeah. anyways so tell me we'll be talking to him. tell me shorts guy about your disney signing 
Well, here's the thing. If you have a signing during Comic-Con weekend, it's probably not a great idea. <laughs> <laughs> no, it was fine. It was fun. We, we, we did two signings. We did one inside the park, which is always fun, and then one at Wonderground Gallery. And uh, we got to sign. I got to sign with a lot of artists this time, and so it's always fun to be able to talk with the other artists while you're there and, uh, you know, uh, socialize with, with these people. So that was fun. It was a good time. Um, it's, it's kind of the same thing. Like, I don't know what else... Do you have any specific questions for me, Mark? <laughs> you no, signed was, was in off the page. Was, we did. Have you yeah. done that before? Is that your first I time have. in there? No, or no, no. I, e- didn't. I don't know. We, I just said Ian there. <laughs> With a special accent. <laughs> no, I did it before a couple years ago. We did it. It's a difficult space to sign in because you're inside and you're kind of hidden. And so people don't. Where? Yeah. So uh, where were you in that store? The, uh, yes. Okay. So, so right when you transition out of that animation thing into mm. the store, we're right there basically by that door. Um, so All right. Yeah. Slight transition from your signing, but still Disney related and off the page related. They're doing a lot of construction on the California side. Yes. Is off the page safe? Are they going to get rid of that in preparation for Marvel Land? What's going on with that building in off the page? One of the weird ones that has managed to stick around from the beginning. They were an original mm-hmm. store and have not changed since then. I think that well, area and that is whole still in limbo. experience yeah. behind them too. Right. Uh, so I think it's safe for now because I don't know how far that Marvel Land is going to come over. Like, is Monsters leaving? Is is yeah. the Muppet Theater leaving? I don't know. I haven't heard plans beyond what's going on, sort of beyond uh, Tower of Terror or, or Galaxy, whatever Guardians of the Galaxy. So uh, I don't know. I hope it stays. It's my favorite store in the park. It's the only one that I always go into every single time. But um, other than that, I did a lot of the Pixar Pier stuff, the new the new Lamplight Lounge and the games. And I did the Incredicoaster and all that good so stuff it, too. So does it – I know there was really no branding or theming on the uh, Soren or – was it not Soren? Um, Screaming? Yeah, Screaming. Does it really like enhance the the ride experience that it's Incredibles themed? I think if you've never ridden the other one before, you'd think this is pretty cool. But it's the same exact ride. They've just sort of dressed it up with Incredible mm-hmm. stuff. And it's good to go at night because most of it is light effects, lighting effects. Uh, and there's some uh, theming, you know, the characters are sort of in there and it's sort of telling a story going through it. But, um, mm-hmm. you know, it goes by so fast. I, I don't know how much it, how really big of a difference it makes. Yeah. So it, it makes sense now because it's in the pier area and it should be Pixar and, and, and all of that. But um, I don't know. It was, um, you know, we did single rider. So we, we waited about 10 minutes. <laughs> but if I had waited three hours, I don't know if I'd be, you know, super excited about it. But it, it, it's the same ride. It's basically the same ride with just some figures added, some storytelling added. So it's, yeah, it's fine. It's fine. I think it's even that's more elaborate than what they did with the the fun wheel, the Mickey's fun wheel. Well, I was going to ask. So we went last month, but the Pixar Pier wasn't open yet. The right. only thing that I saw was the Abominable Snowman snow cone um, pop up or uh, ice cream store. Yeah, <laughs> that was new and Pixar themed. What's what else is new on the pier? I know obviously so they re- all the they like re-themed the games. Okay. Yeah, those boardwalk games. They opened a candy store towards the end of the the road there. That's a Bing Bong's candy store. Uh, so it's inside out themed, uh, but it's, it's got merchandise mixed in. But it's mostly candy and uh, like there's a candy counter, and some like a slushy, 
thing <laughs> or something. Uh, it's it's cute. It wasn't completely done when I went. It had just opened that Saturday, so that was the first mm. thing. But some of the theming wasn't quite finished yet. Um, and then a, the merry-go-round's coming, but it's not going to be until next year. Uh, there's another Inside Out ride where they're basically taking that Flix Flyers ride from A Bug's Land and retheming it to be an Inside Out ride. Uh, but that's not coming until next year as well. So very little is actually open. And then uh, what you call it is is open again. The um, the shooting one. Why can't I think of the name? Oh, <laughs> you know, the uh, shooting, Toy Story the Mania. Video game. Yeah, Toy Story Mania. So that's there too. Uh, and then uh, some food booths, a lot of new food booths and things like that. Um, Lamplight Lounge, very nice. I really like that. I think that's my favorite thing I've seen there so far. The food was good and the theming inside is really nice. And uh, that was uh, not too bad of a wait. I just went earlier in the day, so it was like five minutes to get in. But it, it can be pretty awful, I think, uh, if you go like at dinner time. So, uh, but yeah, I mean, it was nice to see it. It was, it's great that they're sort of refreshing that area. I know a lot of people have sort of mixed feelings about all the character stuff coming into, to every aspect of the park. But I don't <laughs> know. It looked, it looked very cute. I liked it. I actually didn't hate the original California adventure idea or theming. Right. Um, I mean, there's obviously there's things they could have done or executed a little bit better, but I yeah. think they are kind of going the sellout route by just injecting characters every single like corner of every park. So it's a little bit, I'm a little disappointed. I mean, I love Pixar and I love these characters. So it's going to be fun to see them in a new way or different areas. Um, but I would have liked to have seen something that's not so like Disney specific or character driven at the parks. Mm. I think that's the nice. future of yeah, everything. There's all the Disney parks are going to do that. I know, but it, it was, I just wish they could keep little pockets of something that like, you know, the majority. Why should they be have characters. to get rid of the letters? But <laughs> they're here. You should Ugh. come back at Sacramento. You can see them at the uh, Cal Expo here. Um, yeah. So, but the other thing I did, uh, which yes. is more exciting was I went to that, how do I say that? Skirball? Skirble. Skirball Center up off of the, I uh, always, what is that? Whenever I do like a long drive up the freeway or in California, I <laughs> I always see that and I think that it's like the name of a Pokemon or something. It just... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, come here to catch so, this very uh, expensive Pokemon. Uh, anyway, uh, they had the Muppet exhibit there, the Jim Henson exhibit, mm -hmm. and that was fantastic. Have you gone yet? No, I'm really hoping I can catch it before it goes. Um, and we'll talk about this other thing that's in that area too. But um, how big was the exhibit? Like, could you spend a decent amount of time there or is it just like a few rooms? It's just a few rooms. It's mm. it's relatively small. Uh, like I maybe two hours. That mm. might be pushing it even to say. I mean, it depends on how into it you are and how much you want to sit and read and yeah, uh, you know, and, and and sort of watch some of the presentations they have on video screens or, or interact with. But for me, this is like seeing celebrities. So to see these puppets yeah. in real life is just amazing. And I just stood there looking at these things up close. There, there's a funny. Like you, you, you start having a great appreciation for the magic that these puppeteers are able to do because when you see these puppets up close, you're like, it really is just felt and like, oh yeah, material. it's crazy. Like, it's so dead, you know, compared to what you see on the screen and what they're able to do with just this material. 
to create these personalities and these, um, you know, just the life, bring life to these oh, things. And totally. when you see them there, they look so dead. It is, it's very bizarre. I, I think it's been a year now. Yeah. Since I saw the Muppets last summer at the mm-hmm. Hollywood Bowl. Right. It's like the same puppets. Um, but even like when they're static, but being held yeah. by a puppeteer, there's life in them. Yeah. So like yeah. in theory, you would think like an inanimate object just being held by someone would look the same as what you saw. And right. it's just the magic of the puppeteers, mm-hmm. like the way that they position them when they aren't um, the focus of a scene or something. Yeah. It's just, it is, you said it exactly. It's magical. Like what these puppeteers are able to do with these stupid pieces of felt. Yeah, it is. And and so it's like, it, it is kind of like seeing the dead body of a celebrity. <laughs> yeah, I can, yeah. Uh, you know, and so they're behind glass, obviously, and so you can't touch these things. But it, it's neat to see them up close. So they're like that Ernie and Bird and um, a Kermit. I don't know what the Kermit was from exactly. I can't, I don't think I read what, it was a full body Kermit, so it wasn't just a puppet. And, uh, that they had that obviously that big photo op that I, I took a picture of and it's in my Instagram. So that thing is the by far the biggest thing in the in the in the whole exhibit. And I think if you just see that, it kind of sets you off thinking this thing is huge, but it's pretty intimate. It's pretty small. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it wasn't very crowded. I went Sunday right when it opened, um, and there were people waiting, and it was a little chaosy. But um, once you went in, so they have some kind of Noah's Ark exhibit there. That's a big deal. I don't. I didn't Weird. look into it. I was really just there to see the Muppets. But that tends to be what the crowd ran towards. All the kids wanted to see this Noah's Ark thing. Uh, but definitely go if you get a chance, I think. Uh, and you don't, like I said, you don't need a whole lot of time. You don't need a full day to do it other than maybe driving. Traffic is terrible right oh, there. Yeah. I, don't know my, yeah. I don't know my LA freeways, but oh my God, that was a, a nightmare. I went super early, but... Um, yeah, I would plan around the traffic. <laughs> Before we get off the Muppets um, and Henson talk, do you have you heard anything else about the Dark Crystal Netflix series? I heard not a lot. Like I saw the preview, the not even teaser, teaser. Um, yeah. and it's like the announcement. Basically. Yeah, I've I haven't heard anything else. I I mean I I haven't heard that it's canceled or anything or that anything. When has been do you know when it was supposed to be released? Or like uh, a tentative. Next year, I think. I don't know. I should have. Oh. I didn't know you were going to. I could have researched this. <laughs> it, doesn't, it doesn't matter. I was just curious. But they the, had some Dark Crystal stuff there. That was Yeah, I saw one of the Skeksis. You took, or I don't know if it was you yeah. or somebody took pictures I've seen on uh, social media. Those yeah. things are so creepy still mm-hmm. to me. Like, yep. They, All of that They stuff. look very, very demonic. Like They look yes. like demon Not birds. <laughs> yes. So that was really cool because those things are like life size almost like mm-hmm. someone was in that. So you can get a sense of the, the scope God, of that, that when you see I these things. I would hate to be one of those. Mupp- Actually, almost every Muppet or puppet from uh, the Dark Crystal seems super uncomfortable. Yeah. I forget. What are yeah, those uh, things? The crab ones that stand upright? Yeah. That, oh, yeah. those look Agra was like super yeah. hunched over. All and the characters. The two leads, uh, what are their names? Like Kira and Jen. I don't know. Yeah. Uh, they were, those puppets were there. Those are really interesting to look at because they don't look like puppets. Like they look like 
wooden dolls or something. Uh, very yeah, limited had movement. Interesting like skin it. texture. Anyway, you're close, so you should go see it when you get a chance. The, uh, there's so I think it's through September. The, close to that exhibit, there's um, another one that I think opens either opened last weekend or it did recently. I think it's called That's from Disney, and it's oh, actually yeah. a live. I don't know if it's a live. It's some sort of an auction where you're getting old Disneyland memorabilia. So like the um, what are those things that you could sit in that would go up the Matterhorn? The people. Oh, the uh, the Skyway Sky yeah. buckets. You could yeah. buy one of those. Yeah, and, which is like the big photo op thing, which I'm sure is going to go for just stupid money. <laughs> um, but I would love to stuff. be able to get that. Would be awesome and like build. I don't know, figure out a way to incorporate that like in your dining room or something. We can't even figure out what to do uh, with this land speeder. Who cares? Just, just put it down. Open up a new line of credit. Give me that fucking... <laughs> Are you going to... When is the actual uh, I th- I know auction? it goes through August. Um, I just want to go see gonna, the memorabilia. Yeah, that's what I want to do. I want to go see it because there's um, a lot of good stuff. I'm, uh, is that- I know that... I don't know what else is there, but Shag did like the promo art for mm-hmm. it. Um, yeah. Which is perfect because his style is like very retro and 50s feeling. Yeah. Which is a, mm-hmm. a lot of the stuff from there is coming from the original Disney days. Um, yeah. Like the sea monster from the original submarine ride and one of the Snow White ride what cards. What would you do with one of these like larger pieces? Like, I mean, not you specifically, but like what type of a person is even going to be bidding on these larger items? Like a Michael Jackson kind of person? I was just going to I know that um, what's Uncle Jesse's name? John Stamos. He's a big Disneyland fan. I know he bought one of the original Disney letter, like sign one of the letters from the original Disneyland sign. He Mm. owns I forget what letter, but he owns one of them and he's super into like Disney Disneyland memorabilia. Well, I think if you have a big enough house, uh, you know, you can put some of this stuff in a big room, which would be awesome. But uh, <laughs> yeah, I, don't, I don't know. I don't know. I mean, a lot of this stuff I'd love to see in a museum or somewhere where it's yeah, that's accessible. What, what I was thinking is like, would like, why don't they just have like the Henson thing have a, like a traveling exhibition? Mm, they did. This. They did a long time ago. Uh, uh, they call it the archives. But how but cool would it be old, to have right, this, vehicles. like, you know, you theme it up, maybe even like Shag Art, where he brands the whole thing and it's this whole experience where you can kind of be fake transported back to the original days of the early Disneyland. Yeah, I'm, I mean, I don't know. There's, um, yeah, interesting to see what happens with a lot of these. I'm curious to see what the prices end up actually oh being. Oh, my gosh, like, yeah. I know a few things will go crazy, but I bet some of them will be sort of middle of the road. Uh, so it's something to keep an eye on. But I don't know if I would. That'd be. It'd make me so nervous to try to buy something like that on an auction. Yeah, I would the just money. feel oh. stupid. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how you're supposed to act at an auction or anything. Uh, yeah. Anyways, I think we're going on super long here. Yes. Um. I, I think I forgot how to close out an episode. Well, uh, before we go, <laughs> let me just say our friends at Cloud City Cast have rebranded. The, they just did their 300th episode that landed today when we're recording this. 
yours truly was a guest, a special guest Ooh, on the 300th episode. Uh, so they are changing their name. So head on over there and t- give them a listen. Uh, and you can are you allowed stuff. to say what it's being renamed to, or is that a part of the episode reveal? Well, that's part of the episode reveal, but okay. I want people to go over and check it out. Well, I, I wasn't I sure if you were sending them to a podcast that no longer goes by said name. Right. You're right. So uh, I think you can still find it. Okay. Uh, but I think it's going to be called Here You Leave Tomorrow Radio. So that's a little bit harder. It's a little bit harder than Cloud City Cast. Uh, but it, it uh, you know. We'll see what happens, but they're sort of changing things up. So uh, go check them out and thank them. I want to thank you, them. Did for you having just me on. say three hundred episodes? Three hundredth episode. Can oh you believe my gosh. it? What's their frequency? I think they do thirty episodes a day. <laughs> I'm not sure what they're up to at this point, uh, but I would. I do want to have them on the show because I kind of want to have them on just to talk about podcasting in general, especially since they've done three hundred oh, episodes. A lot of episodes. Uh, and I also got to do the Podcateers podcast with our friend Gavin Audison, who did our Coco review episode. Uh, he's on there with a bunch of other great people. Uh, they've been doing it for quite a while as well. But uh, I'm on the, a recent episode of that. So check that out if you get a chance. That's it. That is my uh, that is my plug. Everything OK? <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right. I'm going to try and figure out how to sign off here um okay <laughs> follow us instagram facebook leave us a review win the prize pack yes all of those things um that i mean we're going super long here i'm gonna have fun editing this one down but yes thank you so much for listening to this episode we'll see you later little town little gas lamp quarter where fans to convention halls Nerdy place Full of nerdy people Hello Comic Con Bonjour 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 Hodor Riding the shuttle from my distant motel Can't wait to see that sacred hall Comics are an abomination Sense of spandex and pleather all around me Oh, look, there's Loki and Darth Maul. Well, that's not screen accurate. Gonna get a ton of swag, enough to fill this Gotham bag. Oh, God, I'll have to drag this stuff around all day. And they have hot dogs here. I pray the Star Wars panel has a trailer. I hope Ben Affleck signs my boob. Hall H feels empty without Kevin Feige. So freaking pumped to see Deadpool. Show me the chimichangas. Oh, man, the Firefly reunion panel. They got two out of nine. Not bad. Yeah, totally. I think I'll stop over at... Oh, my gosh! Ah! Ah! Bought some vintage Klingon wine and waited in another line and waited in a hundred million other lines. Oh, isn't this amazing? People taking Instagrams with me. Hey, wanna hit this party? We have open bar and I can get you VIP. Yeah. Waiting in line for an exclusive party. I feel 
just like Felicia Day. Do you have a wristband? Sorry, we ran out of the tiny burgers. Elijah Wood is the DJ. I love you, Frodo! All the nerds are cutting loose. Found a Thor I might seduce. And I can't believe that this was just one day. Bonjour. Maha. Bonjour. Cessna. Bonjour. Nukne. Bonjour. Sol Sol. Bonjour. Hara Barrias. Bon hey. Bonjour. Live long and prosper. This is the con that we adore. Can't wait tomorrow for much more. So we will see you on the floor. Terrible. <laughs>